0: Previously on the Simply Human podcast.
1: Mike, oh, here, he responded.
2: Uh oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on.
1: Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Read read it verbatim.
2: (laughs) (laughs) From Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Quote. Your rotten egg fart in your parents' house. When we were in the high school when we were in high school on the foldout out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dang, I would have,
1: I would have just won a thousand dollars. Oh man, it was,
2: and I don't, I didn't, at that point I didn't really eat eggs, but man, it was happening. Oh, there was some sulfur going on.
1: It's episode one hundred ninety of the Simple Human Podcast with your host Mark and two human beings being human our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat sleep move and enjoy and how you can start living more like a human today on today's show it's amy smith
2: amy e smith
1: amy elizabeth smith you guess? spoiler alert i did alert, guess her middle name i guess, mean it wasn't exactly and uh, it's awesome, and we guess her birthday. And we talked to her about a lot of cool stuff. We've we've already done the interview. We yeah, because it's time travel talk here. So and and she is uh, the founder of thejoyjunkie.com. dot com. We're going to talk about all that in a minute. She's uh, in uh, like our era as far as like our generation, and she's about like our age. And so we just had a really good connection. This is a ter- with this Amy. is a terrific
2: conversation. I know we say this to everyone. when We hang up, but like uh. we actually do need to have <laughs> her back on because that was really really good. I'm gonna I'm gonna go get her ebook tomorrow because the stuff she talks about is very much things that are on the top of my head these days, yeah. about you know, things that I need to be, make sure I'm doing with my life. So right. Yeah. Hey, don't just listen for our, our witty repartee, like stay. <laughs> Tell it <laughs> last week.
1: Hey, okay. So, um, in so we, we're going to, we talk about this at the beginning of the interview, but we are using zoom from now on. Skype is terrible. And yeah. our, our tech guy, and I'm doing that in air quotes, Jim, Bob, Uh, he was on, don't with,
2: diminish him.
1: Well he's because like he's not an air quote well because like we're not like paying him he's just like our volunteer tech guy making him sound yeah. like like more formal than he is but he he was on a call with us for like thirty minutes to try to figure out this echo and then like we couldn't figure it out we switched it over to zoom and it seemed to be better and so I hung up with Jim bob there's the echo and then he texted me like like here is a like he basically like i think i think he fa- discovered the problem and he just basically just googled it and I was like, well, I probably could have done that a long time ago. <laughs> Google, why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. why does it sound like
2: I'm a truck house truck stop? Yeah,
1: <laughs> Google it, yeah. Um, a couple of things, and we don't have yeah. very long. I want to get to the interview with Amy. Um, how was By the your- way, my,
2: my remaining meeting time, it's not moving, so I think we're good. Oh, okay, we're good. how was your uh, Thanksgiving? It was really really good. I uh, I ate so much that when I went to go back to work today, I was down I was forward one hole on my belt. <laughs> I was like, "Oh crap." Well, what did you say I mean, like things you, back in a condition, but man, I really Every every
1: bathroom was occupied this morning. <laughs> uh <laughs> How I you that?
2: That's how I knew that it was the weekend post Thanksgiving because every single men's room stall <laughs> upstairs and downstairs in both buildings were completely full. It's
1: funny to think like if you were just like like dropped into like a time and you didn't know like
2: what day uh, it was. That's, uh, if you if you dropped me if you time warped me into and like all right, go ahead and do what you need to do. Well, I can go to the bathroom and go and see all that. That would be like no, this must be couple days after thanksgiving over here <laughs> i
1: was just like, like you could tell like oh it must be christmas time or oh it's the summer or, or that you know like or a, you know like all these different things and like then it's like every, no one's at their desk and all the you hear all the <laughs> toilets flushing you're like, oh it's the day after
2: thanksgiving <laughs> uh, okay so that was good so did you stay in the metroplex area did you like where did you go yeah, did you on, travel? on friday we went to my parents farm which is like an hour north of where we are it's not quite you wouldn't call it the Metroplex, but it's about an hour north of there, so we went there on Friday night and stayed, and I got to see my brother and their family and spent a lot of time and it was good good times um did you do farm stuff um, no usually we'll we'll do something out there, but it, we just we drove around my dad has a gator, which is like a golf cart for the farm, and we drove the kids around in it, but we didn't have any like we didn't have any like uh, chickens to pluck. Is that a farm? <laughs> is that what you do on a farm? You, I, you have to pluck I the chickens, guess. or is that, that you do right before you cook them? Maybe, um... Maybe. I have chickens I have to, to pluck. pluck. I was going like to... You I have pl- to go out and... Okay, I think I've found... It, them. that What I said is ridiculous. I don't think you go out and just periodically pluck the chickens. Like, you're
1: shearing the, the, the sheep. <laughs> you just, like, pluck the chickens, like their feathers never grow back. And they're like, what? Why the heck did <laughs> you just pluck us? for no reason
2: get out of here you're not a farmer bring us the real farmer um <laughs> but yeah i didn't uh I didn't have like a, a heifer on a leash or anything like that out there i don't think i don't walk. think
1: that's what farmers do either i don't think I don't they... know, that
2: might be i think you're wrong i, I think, think <laughs> i know
1: a little <laughs> bit more about farming than you do i mean <laughs> you, you think? imagine the farmer like all right it's Bessie's turn to go on a walk around the field. <laughs> she's got to, she won't take a dump unless she's on a walk. At <laughs> the or truck stop. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, what is your favorite uh, Thanksgiving dish?
2: Ooh. Like,
1: it can't just be like bacon wrapped bacon. Like, it's like it has to be the actual traditional of those um, dishes.
2: Can I go dessert or yeah. do you main course? Okay. Dessert. It's my Aunt Debbie makes this thing called Chocolate Delight, and I mm. I don't think it's a sheet like our family didn't create it. It's like a some kind of like graham crackery crust with uh uh like a layer of chocolate pudding, a layer of vanilla pudding, and then like a layer of cool whip and it's god, it is ridiculous good. I feel like pudding uh, is
1: a is a funny word. That is a funny word.
2: Pudding. pudding. <laughs> it sounds it's, like you would think it would like the like consistency of pudding. it. Like if you had pudding. someone who didn't speak any English and you put a a picture of pudding and the word pudding they would be like oh that, that looks sense. like that or How you would just counts. drop a picture of it and they would go pudding oh, do that i mean it's not like remember that
1: disgusting. do you remember his naked the naked gun movies can i make a confession to you oh my gosh
2: i don't think i've ever seen any of them start to finish oh, all the way through.
1: rick you gotta do that
2: I got a lot of stuff that I got to do. Yeah, you do. Um, Well, it's. That should be on the list, though. I I do feel kind of embarrassed
1: that. There's a scene about uh, a guy is reading to distract people. He's like reading out of a a, a love. A romance novel and he uses the phrase love pudding and, <laughs> and, and and me and brad jeff my brothers always say that like whenever there's pudding we're like "Ooh, lo- love pudding it's so gross yikes yeah um well we stayed here brad and jeff and their all families came out here and we had a good time i would say we had uh i think the sweet potatoes because they, it's not like regular sweet potatoes because you put like brown sugar and like Pecans and it's like in like marshmallows sometimes on the sweet potato. That's how Anna does but, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not
2: a real big sweet potato person, but if you church it up with like a whole bunch of like goofball stuff in there, I'll eat it. When you say
1: I'm not a real big sweet potato person, I imagine you like walking around like you're just a huge sweet potato. I'm not a real big sweet potato person. I'm just a normal sized sweet potato person.
2: It's not really all that funny. Back to the drawing board. <laughs> Back to the future Back to the workshop that one Jeez, a little bit. Sorry, I didn't try that one out. Uh,
1: before I used it. Um, I do have a good a funny new dad joke.
3: Okay. That's uh brilliant.
1: my wife really knows how to hold a grudge, Rick. Um yeah. a few days ago uh she asked me to hand her a chapstick and I and I accidentally handed her the super glue and she hasn't spoken to me since <coughs> I uh I spent a few weeks working at a yo yo factory. It uh, had its ups and downs. Yo
2: yo. So,
1: so have you read Harry Potter?
2: We made me Smith on the show today, huh? Yeah, <laughs> real pleased with this. So we finished Harry Potter. <laughs> lead in. Okay, Jason has my oldest one has read all the Harry mm. Potter books. My youngest one is still a little too yeah. young to read them by himself. But I, I haven't read any. I, I don't I, listen. I don't have the time to read these books. Mm, I did this with like Game a cop out Trump to me like five years to read all of them. So I, I can't. Like right now I'm not in the place where I can pick up like a super long book series again, oh. but I wanted to read it at some point. It's
1: pretty great. And there's like, there's obviously like, I'm not giving anything away. It's like you would expect the the ending is like crazy and it's like mind blowing and all this stuff. And I'm so impressed with all the people that knew that I was reading it. I have never seen the movies and I've never read any of them. It, it, pretty impressed that nobody gave it away. You know, it's like, it's like once you've read it, once you've read it and you, and you've gone through all the crazy mind blowing stuff at the end, like what happens and how it all kind of ties together. It's like such a cool experience that you don't want to ruin it for anybody else by okay. like, like blurting out something that would be like oh like they'd walking like give past it away. the
2: line of the uh, the theater at uh, Return of the Jedi and Darth Vader's Luke Skywalker's father right right
1: yeah exactly like there's not like in all these months that I've been reading we started them like in March and we finished them on November twentieth we read the seventh book which is like the second longest book it was the fast we read we read it in thirteen days so what was your like were you just
2: like, hey, let's read until we're tired of reading no, or is like so a if if like they culture. Yeah, if they got
1: ready for bed already, like where all they had to do is like turn the lights off, they're in bed. They've got their all their little animals, whatever it is that they've got, they've got yeah. all the things they're gonna do. If they could have all that done before eight, even if it was like seven fifty nine and fifty nine seconds, we would read a chapter which typically would take like 20 to 25 minutes to read a chapter, like a, okay. on average. But then if, you know, if it's like seven fifteen and they're ready, we could read a couple of chapters. And then if we're, uh, if we're driving to the farm and doing farm stuff, that's like a two hour drive. So we would let Jim Dale read to us like there, there and back. That's like the, the guy who read the books and he has voices like these cra- crazy. Awesome uh, excuse
2: voices. me. I'm sorry. Uh, you, you didn't read the books.
1: Well, you realize that Jim Dale reading them out loud to us is just the same as me reading them out loud to us?
2: So tell me what it felt like when you had the the pages in between your fingers when you're changing them, they're t- turning the pages.
1: It felt pretty good. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure.
2: So we it was so, like it was probably What you meant by saying we read the books is that we read some of the books and other parts of the book. We had someone read them. It was,
1: so they were so into it. And I guess I was too. Like we would drive to, and our school. Their school is two miles from our house. And we would like, they would want to start a chapter like, like, you know, that morning and get, we'd, we could get halfway through a chapter and listen into it like time and a half and then we would just you know instead of having to read 25 pages that night we'd only have to read 12 pages to finish the chapter you know so they we would chip away like that and it, it was probably 75 25 me reading 75 jim dale reading 25 like i read the majority of it but if like i was sick or something like and i like my throat was sore or something we'd let jim dale read to us now hope is going back and rereading one of the books and she is listening to the audiobook but following along in the in the book which okay. is kind of interesting. I'll, I'll allow
2: that. Yeah. I'll allow.
1: But she you because she's in second grade, so it's really like she's like are, so. Yeah. So I just thought that was kinda of cool. So if you haven't read Harry Potter, don't watch don't some watch movies, movies and only My only.
2: entire Harry Potter experience consists of seven minutes of the very first movie. But when we were dating, <laughs> Anna and I sat down to watch it and there's something about an owl and they were eating breakfast and then that's <laughs> it. I woke up like four <laughs> hours later.
1: Oh, that's funny. Well, read Harry Potter. Um. Okay, so we're gonna do this now, and here is Amy. Um. Okay, so while we were trying to figure out this, and this is Zoom. Everyone, if you use Skype, stop it. Stop using Skype. (laughs)
2: What's the other company? Health IQ.
1: Don't don't use (laughs) Health IQ for your life insurance, and don't use uh, Skype for any calling reasons. Um. We just use Zoom. Zoom is great and it's free. And I'm super excited uh, that we have uh, Amy on, and Amy is the joy junkie. And so you, Amy E Smith. What is the E? Guess the E, Rick. Elizabeth. I'm gonna guess. um, Are are we gonna do this
2: now? Like guess every guest's uh, middle
1: name. I'm gonna do addition
2: to birthday.
1: I'm gonna do Esmeralda.
0: Oh, that's good. <laughs> Mark, you're right.
1: Ah, yes.
0: I'm kidding. Oh. Rick's right. I'm Rick's fine. actually right. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Damn you. Cool.
1: Well, I hate I'm.
0: I'm also same same generation as you guys. I believe I'm 79. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm 80. Yep. Okay. Yep. And pretty much everybody
1: named their kid Elizabeth.
0: Elizabeth or Marie. Mm-hmm. I mean, those were the middle names.
1: Right. Definitely. Jennifer yeah. was a very common name of our generation. Jen- Heather Jennifer yeah. Heather yeah. okay so you said while we were trying to figure out Zoom and Skype and all that you uh, uh said, you, said did you did some did, did some recon. Did some recon. On us. Oh my gosh. I just heard an echo.
2: Oh sh- Mark I swear. stop
1: it. I swear.
0: I did. I heard it. Too. I heard it
2: too. It was like a shadow of an echo. It's all right.
1: Okay, what recon maybe did it, you do about us?
0: Maybe it's just God.
1: Seriously, God um, hates me.
0: <laughs> oh well, I think that if you say like, Hey guys, can I be on your show? You should show up somewhat informed. I mean, I'm sure not everybody knows like how all like podcast pitching and how all that works and all of that. But I, I feel like, you know, be an educated guest, figure out what people are about. So Rick, I was, I was telling Mark that I was hoping that I would get like a fart noise.
2: (laughs) Well, listen, Mark read that to me right before, he sent me this new link to the meeting, and so I was the third person to join in, and I totally meant to greet you with a fart noise. Uh, <laughs> but now I feel like the better plan is to kind of spring it on you, just kind of whatever feels like I it would be the right yeah, okay. moment, that makes to make sense. it feel more natural.
1: Well, so hold on. So I want you to do this. So this is like when you – Rick, you know the game where you ask the waitress how old you are. It's kind of that game. Wait, so, wait, I'm,
2: I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What What was that? That's a, that's a game? You no,
1: know nah, sometimes. And so – Amy, like, break us down from a like. Pretend like you're a psychologist. Like, assess what oh. you know about me and Rick.
3: Uh-oh.
0: All right. Yikes. Well, I know that there might be sort of some underlying competition for the <laughs> summer crush of of M W. <laughs> that that could manifest in a working relationship considering yeah that that was such a a formidable year oh my gosh that
1: was Um, I talk
2: about how mark wrote his name like mark uh mark rogers loves mw like on the underside and then i and then i scratched it out
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes yes um I let's see what else. Um, I might be somewhat concerned oh. about what Mark has been consuming lately due to the canker sore situation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, um,
1: it's, it's, I, I looked it up, Bacarum, Macucosa, something. It's a disorder. And I have That's determined at all. to That's stop clearly, doing it. You clearly just made that up. Mark is
2: having <laughs> alphabet soup or alphabet cereal and just scooped up a big spoonful.
1: I don't have any sores in my mouth. And I have not, like, anytime <laughs> add I add that to the bragging.
2: <laughs> <people>.
1: <laughs> anytime I start chewing my lip, I, I just, like, I grit my teeth and I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not. And I'm determined. To stop treating the inside of my mouth like uh, oh,
2: like what? Like a, where are you going with that?
1: Like a Jack the Ripper to all of his victims.
2: Oh, that's <laughs> oh, wow! Yikes. Not sure yeah. we're gonna
1: go OJ first. Less <laughs> right. Bodies. Gonna okay. okay. stop treating the inside of my mouth like OJ treated. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. I was
2: joking that you should make an OJ reference. <laughs> okay. Picked up on
1: Okay. So very quickly, Rick, let's get the birthday and let's get on okay. with this thing. I'm gonna All guess. Right. Um, I feel like she's. Uh, I I feel like she's a cancer. I'm gonna say July 3rd. You
2: say?
0: Mm, oh, do I say now yes. or do you just say, say yes you or just no. say yes or no. Okay. No. No. We
2: each get two guesses. Uh, September 19th no june 21st
0: no <laughs> Dang it.
2: may uh, 20th
0: no We're so close
2: so i was close. okay I can that. i tell you something amy we've done this i don't know how many shows in a row maybe 100 i'm not sure i'm the only one who's done it and i've done it <laughs> twice. twice what
1: is it amy
0: <laughs> i did it the last time the last recording we had are you serious Mark all pissed because Rick has to like talk about his wins. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh it's May fifteenth. Oh dear, Rick.
2: <laughs> wow. Well uh, what? Rick, <laughs>
1: Rick Rick was telling a story and I was like, Yeah yeah yeah, Amy, what's your birthday? <laughs> <laughs> um okay. Yeah. So May fifteenth.
0: Okay, I I have to ask you guys something really quick. Okay. That yes. I didn't ask. Prior to this, do I do I need to watch my language? Okay, I'm glad you said
1: that because I love your website, and I texted Rick earlier. I said you're gonna love this girl because she uses uh, your your uh, your type of language, like <laughs> liberally, probably, liberally. language
2: with f words. Yeah, and, and so I was gonna words. say if
1: I we our audience we bleep, so okay. feel free okay. to talk. I'll just have to I'll make notes and go back and make little bleeping marks over it, but or not, whatever. So whatever. <laughs> 721 (laughs) the good ones too and then i have to and then i have to bleep out when i say it
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god okay so all right cool
1: let's tell let's tell tell your story how did you get to where you are today like tell your tell your story in a in a cliff's notes version
0: All right. So I was kind of climbing up the corporate ladder, uh, with a prestige makeup brand, basically the whole working in a corporate arena, having all the fancy, uh, thinking that it was, you know, my life's work to be training and doing all these things. And, um, And essentially had a quarter life crisis, completely melted down and knew that I wanted to be doing work that was highly impactful. I enjoyed the training element, but I wasn't exactly sure what that was going to look like. I ended up finding uh, personal development and started going through coaching school and totally fell in love with the medium and realized that it was something that I could be this authentic version of myself and I didn't have to put on some crazy persona uh, that I could be, you know, immersed in uh, Tony Robbins or Rumi and still like whiskey and cuss like a sailor. And that was okay. And that could be kind of the breadth of who I am. Right. So I fell in love with it. And then uh, my specific niche now is really around helping people speak up for themselves, stand up for themselves Uh, things like saying no boundaries, uh, all of that sort of piece of the self-help bubble. And the way that really unfolded was similar to, I think both of you, I grew up in a very conservative, uh, religious household and my father had a, a a master's of divinity and a doctorate in ministry. So he really wasn't messing around (laughs) and, uh, in 07 he passed away and that ex- that day which i basically ha- i actually now feel that it was very much a good fortune that i was able to to be there with him as he passed and the day of my father's service of his funeral uh, my mom felt that it was the well let me backtrack really quick i did his makeup for his viewing.
2: Oh, Oh, Yikes. I bet that was difficult.
0: Yeah. Yeah, So, you know, I feel like I kind of got some good daughter points that day. Yeah. And and (laughs) I just did makeup on my father's corpse and spoke to a crowd of hundreds. I knew for sure that I wanted to speak at at his service. So that exact day, get home to my mom's house and she decides to tell me that she feels though as though they failed as parents because myself and my two siblings weren't quote walking with the Lord oh boy. and, where, and so where do you if, fall
1: in the sibling line? Are you the oldest, middle, youngest? What are you?
0: I'm the oldest. And then and where do you have? I, have? I have two, two younger brothers okay. and we're all two and a half years spaced okay, apart. Cool. So five between myself and my youngest. Yeah. And they had just for context, Like I was the kid who was working since I was 14, like doing a check in all the boxes. Right. Like right. I got married when I was 20 to my absolute soulmate who I've been with for, gosh, like 21 years now. And, you know, got out of the house, paid for my own college, did all of that. Both of my brothers had kind of done jail time and had troubles the law and, you know, didn't really go to school or do anything like that. And I felt like I was just dumped into that same pile by virtue of not ascribing to the same uh, religious doctrine. And so in that moment, the only thing I could kind of muster to say to her was uh, you probably should not say that to a child. (laughs) I'm like, let me parent you. (laughs) You should not say to a child. And she said, well, that's just how I feel. And that really was the point in my career where I transitioned from working primarily around relationships and helping people know how to make marriage work kind of thing and shifted into finding your voice and actually being able to use it. And that was when I realized that there are some times that if I, if I choose me, if it push comes to shove and I have to make, it's an ultimatum and I have to decide to either make you happy or make me happy. I choose me. And that was a really really hard thing to learn. And at that, at that moment, the next kind of piece of the trajectory was I became extremely combative. And I wanted to, I kind of got all emboldened and cavalier and I wanted to argue, I wanted to debate. And up until that point, I had really cowered and twisted and contorted and, and put a very kind of facade forward to, to my mom and to my, my father when he was alive. And that really was the turning point when I went, you know, I I'm done trying to tell my husband, like, please don't bring up anything liberal. Please don't cuss. <laughs> Please no South Park No Howard Stern. No, don't say anything like that. Yeah. Don't tell them that we have alcohol in the house. <laughs> right, um, right.
2: Man, it's like we live a very, I was, we've lived a very similar, man, very, very similar. Existence. I was just
1: thinking that. Right?
2: <laughs> yeah. It, like it parallels a lot of my experience, maybe yeah. not quite quite as dramatic uh, as yours, but I, I understand exactly what you're coming yeah. from here. Yeah. And I spent some time, you know, this afternoon kind of perusing your website. And I, I was really, I was really hoping that we got the, the audio thing together tonight. Cause I really, really wanted to talk to you because that's kind of some of the stuff that's, that's been on my mind, uh, yeah. you know, lately the last couple of years, especially the last few months is mm-hmm. trying to, to, to do some of the things you're talking about.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're not, we're not, taught in any approximation to speak up for ourselves, you know, I mean, we have all sorts of little slang sayings like sweeping under the rug or don't open up a can of worms, don't rock the boat. And all of that is code for just shut the f- up yeah. and make everybody else's wants, needs and opinions paramount to yours. And that's really the subconscious message that happens for us every time we choose to be quiet. Any woman out there who's been pregnant and didn't say, hey, dude, please don't touch my belly. Like gross, you know, like things like that, where we we don't give voice to things that are really offensive to us. Like, please don't touch me. Uh, Or even like in-laws feeding your children things that you don't want them to consume.
1: Right. Oh, uh, that's big.
0: You don't want to participate in. Yeah. Are you, you know?
1: are you uh do you know who like Brene Brown? Are you Brene oh, Brown? Of okay. okay. Like my wife is like You she, know who John Lennon is? Well, <laughs> hey, you would be surprised, Rick. A lot of people don't know who Brene Brown is. Um it's it surprises me actually. So my wife just drove to Austin last week and like just to hear her talk, it's like three hour three and a half hours from here and like she just went I was, like, took a day off work and like went and just is like be around her. And it's like and it's yeah. a lot some of the stuff is kind of reminding me of like of some of the her books and things that my wife has been talking about but but like wh- where is the difference um and I and I totally agree with all everything that you're saying but wh- like what is the difference between like where's the balance between standing up for yourself and mm-hmm. investing in, in like caring what people think about you and then like being selfish you know yeah. like where is that how, like how do you explain that to people
0: well, I'm so glad you asked. Oh. I I actually have done a podcast specifically called "Why I Think Selfish Is the New Black," because I think that we glorify this idea of constant. Oh, Uh-oh, now I'm hearing the god oh, no. echo. Okay, now just back. happened just for a second. What about? Is it so profound? I
2: hate happening. the internet.
0: Um, <laughs> I yeah. So I think that. There's a huge fallacy out there that says if we speak up for ourselves, if we say no, if we establish a boundary, then that must mean we're an asshole. And what I like to say is you're only being an asshole if you're actually being an asshole. if you're actually being malicious. If your intent is to hurt, if it's coming from a place of malice, then yeah, you probably should feel bad about it. You're being kind of a but if you're speaking up for yourself and you're coming from a place of love, uh, from a place of impact, from a place of authenticity, transparency, you and you deliver whatever you need to say with grace and kindness, your side of the road is clear. So it's, it's the ability to give voice to things in a really kind manner. And I think we miss that. We think assertive must equal mean and that's really something that i am trying to debunk all the time in my work that that it doesn't have to be a collapse and i do think there is something to what you're what you're talking about mark where i like to call it when self help goes bad where you get so empowered that you start throwing out you know personal development vernacular uh, <laughs> as a crutch
1: <laughs> right yeah and also there's like um there's a balance well shoot um my uh my little squirrel brain just uh I, I read something that I just wrote and now I can't think of what I was gonna say it was it was something about balancing something else so we just talked about balancing
2: selfish and uh, how do you try and, to how do you say uh, yeah, talk about it. go how do you you say there there's a difference between being assertive and, and being an a hole like how do you suggest because I struggle with that sometimes uh, because. Not necessarily that I just want to please all people, but I also want to like get along with everyone. And I find oh, I the easier that. way is to sometimes just be like, uh, maybe do something I don't necessarily want to do or bite off more than I can chew at work or something like that. How do you suggest talking to people like that?
0: Yeah. All right. So this is sort of the, the nucleus of what I do, right? It's, there's, there's an internal piece, which is believing in your own value, believing in your own worth, Uh, how you speak to yourself in your own mind. And then there's the external piece of now that I believe that my voice is worthy or valuable, now, how do I actually communicate that to the world? So how do I tell my boss, Hey, no, I can't take on that project. Like what are the actual, uh, what's the verbiage? What do I say? So if you, if it's a situation, like let's say a request for help or an invite, those two things are usually the ones that we have the hardest time saying no if somebody invites me to something and I don't want to go to it first, my first rule is please do not lie. Don't say, Oh, I have a Beyonce concert. If you don't, <laughs> like, right. don't make up some sort of lie lying in
2: Dallas this weekend. Oh uh, yeah. Just, she's in my backyard. I, I booked her. She's going to be in my backyard. Don't come because, uh, you, you're not invited. You can't
1: go. That's why having, <laughs> that's why having kids is so
2: great. Cause you can just be like, Oh, my kid has this sick. <laughs> my kids have no idea how much I use this as an excuse to get out of stuff all the time. <laughs> but, oh, it's got a highlight match and we got to get over there. So.
0: Well, here's, here's what I like to, how I bring that back is if you say that you value honesty and integrity, that that is important to you in your world, then you can't go around lying about right. stuff like that. Even, even that. But, to to say, thank you so much for thinking of me. I so appreciate that. Unfortunately, I'm not able to make it. But please don't stop inviting me. You didn't make up a lie. You didn't make up an excuse. You've just said, hey, I'm not available. Well, then when you
1: post pictures of the thing that you went to and, and they see them and you're like, they're like, hey, well I thought you were doing the thing. You don't have to like backtrack out of and try to navigate through that minefield of oh well I, the, the 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 that was the thing that I thought it was that was that was it got
2: canceled at the last yeah, second. Yeah.
1: That you're just like, right. Yeah, I just don't want to go. I can't make it, sorry. Yeah.
0: Or if it's if it's an initiative, like at work, a boss asking for you to can you take on this additional assignment or project or whatever, then I will a lot of times say, Hey, you know, I so appreciate you turning to me. And I don't know if I'm being as clear about how, how intense the workload has been as of late. And I really, really, really want to come through for you. I am afraid that if I take this on, I won't make the deadline or it just won't be up to par. It would mean the world to me, if you could, would consider." Asking Mark to do it.
3: (laughs)
2: Something
0: like, you know, Mark Rogers? (laughs) He's an idiot. Sorry. Oh nice.
2: That's what I thought her jobs in the stock market's gonna crash. That's what I
1: thought her assessment of me was gonna be at the beginning. She's like, Well, what I've determined is Mark is a moron and Rick is very smart and a detective.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, but I do love the dolphin laugh though. (laughs) That makes me so happy. And Uh, I heard I heard and I would have loved to hear you guys splice in a little clip from old school. I heard an old school reference about Home Depot. Ah, that's not. true. I okay.
2: use that one from time to time. Yeah. By the way, very quickly, not to derail you, but did you intentionally use a line from a John Mayer song at the very beginning of this when you said you had a quarter life crisis?
0: No, I didn't. Actually. <laughs> no, that was
2: the thing. The only place I have ever heard that was John Mayer. And yes, I'm a John Mayer. Uh, super fan.
1: Well, guess I, what? You're not soulmates, Rick. How about that?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I bought a book called The Quarter Life Crisis when I was in my early 20s. Oh,
1: maybe that's where John Mayer stole it from. So maybe John Mayer isn't always cracked up to be, is he, Rick?
0: Yeah, maybe he's a biter.
2: Yeah. Listen biter. here, guys. Don't. <laughs> Don't you dare for one second to say anything bad about that sweet angel. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. All right.
1: okay back. Okay. Oh
0: <laughs> Do you remember
2: where you were before Rick
1: derailed you or? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry.
0: Um, but I'll, I'll give you another example. So my, um, obviously, as I've mentioned, my, my mom and I have differing of opinions about, religion. So she would still, um, her intention being loving. And I'm sure that raising a child who doesn't have the same affinity towards, you know, what you brought them up with. I'm sure that's really hard and really challenging for her. So there's also a piece of me really having some compassion for her and what her plight is like. And also understanding that, and this is in a very polarized situation and we're same way in, in politics as well. Uh, so she would still invite me to church. So instead of getting really pissed and really irritated with her, I would thank her for what I assumed her intention was, which was not of malice. Right. So I would say, thank you so much for the invite. And I'm, I'm sure it's not at all your intention to push me away, but, I truly feel like I am able to support you in your faith and whatever that looks like for you. And I would really really appreciate the same same. in in return. And um, so my request is that you let me tell you if I'm interested and I would appreciate it if you, if you didn't ask anymore. Um, And then that whole thing is uncomfortable. Yes. But is it mean? Is it disrespectful? Is it rude? No. But what happens there for me on a subconscious level is I start to really nurture, and I have over many years now, nurture that belief that my wants, opinions, and needs matter just as much as hers does. And now we have a really great understanding of that. Uh, Unfortunately, because what we each hold so dear is in stark opposition We kind of live sort of a surf, a superficial relationship. But what that means for both of us is neither one of us has to compromise who we are in order to make the other person happy. Right.
1: Yeah. So that, that yeah. kind of leads me like to this next thing I wanted to ask you about. It's what I forgot earlier. So it's like about picking your battles. Like yeah. when is, when is it time to just kind of go, you know, like you see somebody with a yard sign that's maybe not what you like agree with. You're like, you're not going like, yeah. to knock on their door. You're just going to drive by that one. Right. So like where, when, where is yeah. the line between just going, you know what? Nothing I say or do is gonna change this. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave this one where it is. And then on the other side of that is okay, I'm I'm gonna stand here and I'm gonna fight on this one. Like and I'm gonna stand up here. Like where like where is that balance?
0: Yeah, that's a great, great question. So oh, I have thanks. a little phrase that I'll use to check in with myself. And I will ask myself, in this situation, will my silence make me a liar? Meaning If I don't speak up, do I appear complicit? I'll give you an example. I do community theater here and there, and I was doing a show, and there was uh, a guy who I was doing a performance with, and he showed me an image on his phone that he thought was hilarious, but it was uh, disparaging to a child who was both mentally and physically disabled. And to me, that doesn't constitute humor in any approximation. Mm. So Um, the easy thing right then would have been to laugh it off and walk away. Right. And that would also have not been in integrity for me. So I felt like, okay, in that situation, my silence would have made me a liar. It would have made me look as though that was okay. Now it also doesn't mean that I need to get into a big old conversation. It just means I need to be vocal to keep my side of the road clean. So I said, Hey, listen, I actually don't. I really don't find that funny. Um, you know, you do you, but I would just really appreciate it if you didn't show me stuff like that yeah. in the future. Well, and now I'll-
1: and now you've set an expectation. So, like, he's not going to come up to you, show you this other super offensive thing because he's like, yeah, that's not really her. You know, right. I'm going to go to my other, like, super inappropriate and offensive friends and have, that, and have these jokes. Uh, you know, so you've set you've kind of set that boundary. So you're not having to constantly yeah. like go, ha, 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 ha Yeah, that's great. Like do the fake laugh right. thing over and over.
2: Man, that comes up so, so terribly often. I mean, maybe not really as much anymore because my given my position now is, is a little bit more isolated and I don't see that many people, but, uh, and I think, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm pulling the curtain back too far when I say like, uh, I'm, I'm there are racists in every position (laughs) and there are racist librarians and racist accountants. I'm not judging the police industry as a whole, but like there's a whole lot of uh, uncomfortable locker room talk and, and, uh, and, you know, joking and, and it's all in the spirit of trying to, you know, camaraderie or whatever, but a lot of it is really intensely distasteful for me. And I've spent the better part of a decade being like, (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, And, within probably like the last maybe eight months or so, I was involved in a, a pretty inti- like, a, you know, there's like eight or 10 guys in this group text. And there was a lot of jokes that I didn't like. Uh, and I said something and everyone was like, Oh, why are you going to get all butt hurt?" Which I hate that word. And I was yeah. like, you know what? I've said my piece. I'm not going to convince you otherwise. And so I just left the group chat and every okay. once in a while, they'll send me a text like, Hey, we want you back. Cause we like your jokes. I'm like, ah, I'm, I'm not going to come back. But I mean, oh. that's really the first time. Uh, ever that I have ever figured out a way that like, Hey, it's not about like convincing them that it's offensive.
0: It's about saying,
2: I'm not comfortable with this. This is not what I want to do. I'm going to do me and you do whatever you want to do. And I'm out of here.
0: That's right. That's right. Well, and uh, what they did is what uh, most people do when they've been called out, which is to defend and I think you handled yourself brilliantly in not taking the bait. That's
2: right, and- Mark. Brilliantly. You hear that? <laughs> Shut up. Was, she
0: said
1: uh, I had a great question earlier.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have so much power right now. I don't know to do.
3: It. <laughs> yeah, she does. Yeah,
0: but even even really simple commentary like, you know, what? I I don't really share that opinion or – Hey guys, I'm gonna leave the toxic masculinity to you and see myself out. You know, like you. Oh man,
2: can you imagine how much all my friends at work would freak out if I used the term toxic masculinity?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is a buzzword, my friends. It is a buzzword. But you know, I think even it's a little different in a text thread. You know, but in person, just be like, you know what? I just I'm not actually on that same same wavelength, so uh, I don't find that funny. Yeah. And, you know, we have to ask ourselves, why? Like, why are we so afraid to give voice to something like that? And it really does come back to that primitive desire to fit in, to belong. Yeah. I mean, we've all seen, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. In For primitive man, if you did not belong to the group, that meant death. And now we have, you know, conscious mind and we're not operating just from, you know, our, our lizard brain, but we still have that desire, like, oh my gosh, if those people don't approve of me, I might die. Like, that's what's happening, <laughs> you know, kind of beneath the surface. But if we unpack that a little bit and go, wait a minute, no, that's not what I stand for. And I don't want to be, you know, a, a punching bag or I don't want people to think it's okay with me. And you say you gotta, you gotta do something that's a little bit uncomfortable, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, um, gosh, I can't believe this, but the little Zoom thing came up, and it's like you are running out of time with your free thing. Um, but so
2: before we go, how they said it was it like a dialect or is it an audio cue? I'm not sure how that.
1: You done? You done there, Rick? You done? Can I? Can I continue? Can we do? Can we finish?
2: inside joke meant for three
1: people (laughs) okay so promote yourself tell everybody where to go i know i've got i'll have the joy junkie in the show notes but talk about your books and just everything tell like tell everybody where they can find you and all that good stuff
0: yeah so my little corner of the internet is over at thejoyjunkie.com and junkie is just j-u-n-k-i-e
2: oh like the cool junkies Right.
0: Yes. <laughs> I I don't know why people spell it with a Y. It, like pisses me off. Yeah, like, stupid. No, no. But and I think I'm, junkie
2: with a Y is someone who like collects junk. Yeah. I think junkie with an IE is either someone who likes heroin or other I crack. didn't
0: even think it was a real spelling. It oh, really man. it is a real spelling.
2: Huh. Oh yeah.
0: Oh it's wow. Well, that?
1: I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Hey, listen. You I'm know. not a junkie. Um, okay. So the joy junkie.com and then you're on, are you Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff is all that stuff at the website.
0: Yes. There's freebies on there. And, but on Insta is where I hang out the most. And my handle everywhere is the joy junkie. Super easy.
1: Cool. Cool. The joy junkie. Okay. We have time. Oh yeah. Talk about your books.
0: I have a, it's a free ebook, so it's completely available for anybody. And I think you might have to bleep me. It's called stand up for yourself without being a
2: d- Oh, I saw that. Okay, cool. Yeah.
0: I don't know if that one's a...
2: Can bleep. I say... Well, the the, the ultimate uh, question is, if you're not going to bleep that, then that means I can say it all the time now. No, I'm, ble-
1: I'm going to bleep it. Just because, <laughs> because of that.
0: You know what, you guys? I should have just bleeped myself the whole way through.
1: No, you're fine. And it, it's way it harder than it many. sounds.
0: Yeah, it wasn't oh, that yeah.
1: many. Well, the only the only word, that, that actually, that D word is the only word that has ever slipped past me. And it was when Rick was saying that his son said it. <laughs> and I was, like, re-listening oh to the God. intro, and I was like, oh, man, I mean, it's not a huge deal, but it's not like we're going to get fined by the health IQ police or something. But, um, so, okay, <laughs> yeah. we, we do have time for this. <laughs> the first time they ever did it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, we do have time for this. What is one thing that you enjoy about life or something you do to make life more enjoyable?
0: Uh, whiskey. Yes.
2: Okay. What is your favorite kind? Okay. I'm about to, I'm about to impress <laughs> no, you way more I, than Rick Okay. Is. So I heard, Oh my gosh! Okay, let me preface this here real quick. Amy, Mark read a book about Scotch once, two books, and then started to like tell me all the th- and. But I was like, "Hey, Mark, all my like brown drink uh, experience didn't come out of a book. It came out of the bottom of a glass." Yeah. So Mark has read a book about it, and I have consumed uh, uh, in my
1: Amy prior me- drinking days. Anyway, Thousands of gallons. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something about Rick. He just said I read a book about Scotch, which is funny because I read a book about whiskey. Scotch is a type of whiskey of which there are five types of Scotch.
2: Uh, 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 I'm Mark Rogers. I'm reading the Wikipedia page for whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I heard somewhere it tastes really good, but I'm allergic to it, so I just. Look at
1: it. I drink it out of a like a dropper. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, a, like a mouse.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. What, what is your favorite? Yeah.
0: Well, I'm I'm definitely not a connoisseur. I, I really do prefer Scotch, though, okay. uh, as opposed to like bourbon. But um, my my go to is Jameson, even though that's, okay. that's an
1: Irish. That's an Irish. Yes, yeah, very good. Triple distilled. Yeah. Rick didn't even know that. Hmm. I did know um, that. I've triple distilled it. <laughs> my with uh, your with your liver. With your liver.
3: <laughs>
1: that's okay.
0: uh, that's kind of my daily, but uh, not daily. My weekly, I guess I should say. So Shams how do
1: you uh, so how do you to go how place? do you drink it?
2: With my mouth (laughs) That's my answer.
1: (laughs) I pour it into the back of my throat.
0: (laughs) With a glass. With a really awesome glass. No, like with
1: ice or neat or or what?
0: I really like those giant uh we have like those giant square uh ice cubes. Okay, so they're 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 ice, they're not
1: the stones.
0: No, no, because yeah. those don't stay cold. Right, right. They really,
2: I we tried that. Well, like that. I was, I, the, my my book there was something about surface <laughs> area ice
0: ask you.
1: <laughs> Shut up. All right, so Jameson on the rock.
0: Uh, <laughs> the rock. Yeah. No, I usually do have it with uh, like a ginger ale or something okay. like that. Cool. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not a. no. that no. actually wasn't going to be my real answer. I was just trying to be really funny. Oh. Judging by the silence that you guys had after I said that, I don't think it was that. <laughs> said
1: said what? The whiskey thing? Yeah. No, because we were like, oh, yes. Mm, okay, now we're going to talk to her about no,
2: whiskey. I was this like, was now great. I can make foot
0: a Mark for like the next five minutes. It's going
1: to yeah. be great. No, that was great. Okay, so if you had to answer something else, what would it be?
0: It would definitely be monitoring my self-talk for sure. Okay. Um, and, I mean that really, I feel like when people ask me, you know, what's the one tool or the one thing that I can do to change it is, it is by and large, how you speak to yourself in your own mind. Cause that's 24 seven. It doesn't matter if you're reading a book a little bit during the day or listening to a podcast, that is what is dictating your entire reality. So that I feel is something that I have to be extremely vigilant about. And I can tell really, really quickly if I'm derailed or off course. So yeah lots of telling myself how amazing i am
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome well that is good well you are amazing so how about that so this you is awesome.
2: really 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 fun interview it was yeah way better than and, the one last week
1: and it sounds yeah. way better and there was only like two god echoes and uh it's talking about
2: how essential oils can cure cancer okay so gosh um i gonna have to bleep that um no you don't I you don't know. have to bleep it at all no I one know. everyone's thinking the exact same thing when they did that last week
3: <laughs>
1: okay, well, Amy, this has been awesome. I will email uh, your your folks whenever this goes up. Yeah. I'm hoping it'll, it'll actually, in all honesty, I'm being honest with you. I'm not going to set up a false yeah. expectation. It's going to be a, a Monday probably because I'm going hunting this weekend. And I'm I'm not going to have it up by Friday. I just I just know that. So there, there's a very small chance that'll happen, but I will email you guys the link when it goes out. So uh, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for doing this and for uh, being flexible with the with the format and all that stuff. So you are awesome, and we will talk oh. to you soon.
0: Can Can I get a, a fart noise though, really quick before I go,
2: Rick? <laughs> That was actually Mark. He was doing it for real. <laughs> we should play here one of Jack's farts. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> oh, oh man, you gosh. should go back and listen to The Man Without a Pancreas episode and uh Ooh. yeah, so that's interesting. Yeah. So so how does this work? Do you just uh do you just hit leave me leave meeting now? Is that how that works?
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. All well, right,
1: Rick, huh? Rick and I are going to stay on and record the intro now, but uh I guess you can just I hate, in like, that, yeah, not. I guess you can show just show
2: yourself out. Madam. I guess you just leave. <laughs> I don't like
1: that. I said, good day,
2: ma'am.
0: <laughs> that is the second time you've called me, madam. That has never happened in a podcast. Hey, would
2: you like to know something? That's something that's in my everyday vernacular, and I can't get it out. I don't know how it started, okay. but I've had several people in my, life, oh, good morning, madam. And they're like, and they will laugh. So I've kept it. But yeah, I don't you know go. why that is. And
1: I can actually remove you, which I feel like is better than me asking you to remove yourself. So I'm going to. <laughs> Yeah, there we I'm go. going to remove you. That also sounds terrible. I'm going to let <laughs> you go back to your life now and go to bed. How about that?
3: Okay, bye guys. <laughs> all right, see bye. you soon.
1: Bye.
0: You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. All
1: right, that was awesome. Amy is great. Um, and go to her website, check out all her stuff, and follow her on Instagram, all that good stuff. And thank you for listening. What's, to what's the
2: handle again? Uh,
1: the Joy Junkie, and Junkie is an I E J U N K I E. The joy, the joy junkie. She's awesome. Um, so that's it. We've got some stuff coming up. We've got. We, I just scheduled an interview for January fourteenth. So we're booked out past the new year, and we're going to use Zoom from now on, I guess. So um, I guess that's going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. And remember, or not, whatever. So whatever. Seven twenty-one. <laughs> I didn't even the good ones. So until next time, enjoy yourself.